Matthew chapter 11, verses 7 through 19. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will go to prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of woman, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if, you're, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you and you didn't dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking and they say, he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking and they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, Billy, yesterday was you and me, buddy. We were... Wait, was that my... Did I just say thanks be to God? You sure did not. Ooh. <laughs> because, you know, it was you and me in yesterday's uh, reading, which was actually recorded like 10 minutes ago. Mm. And then uh, a, a little troll wandered into the creative suite. <laughs> a little suite. troll. A little troll who knew we were recording and didn't have anything going on for a second <laughs> and thought he would come mess with us. And uh, luckily we weren't recording. And so I just yanked him into the chair. One Mr. Jackson Randall, a.k.a. the, the <laughs> Sandy Springs sledgehammer. Oh, man. Here to be God's iron fist of justice in <laughs> Sandy Springs. And, you know, I, I just want to say, Sledge, that... <laughs> You know, I, I really thought it was going to be me that was going to be the Sandy Springs campus faster. I, me and Billy were neck and neck for it. Uh, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we but, did not expect it to be you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were the last person I expected. But if it's going to be anyone else, uh, I'm glad it's you. You know, I, I appreciate that, Will. That, there we that go. means a lot coming yeah. from you. Yeah, we go. So, uh, you know, we're, we're continuing on through uh, Matthew 11 and, and Jackson, just to catch you up to speed and to, to keep me and Billy fresh, you know, we're, we're picking up in the middle of a story. Yesterday, some disciples of John the Baptist come and, you know, John the Baptist basically sent them, you know, he's sitting in prison for politically opposing Herod. And, you know, I, I kind of get where John the Baptist is coming from. You're, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to prepare the way, you know, and then you get thrown in prison and then your cousin, the, the supposed Messiah, he's going around doing all these mighty things. Uh, but he's not actually like opposing Herod, you know, the, the wicked ruler of Israel. 
And so he he sends these these disciples in and just with this question of, are you the one who's to come? So Jesus, you know, kind of testifies to, yes, I am the Messiah, uh, which he he doesn't rarely kind of like confirm himself mm-hmm. outright like this. Um, but he he quotes Isaiah multiple times over and uh, and says, you know, basically, I am him and blessed is the one who's not offended by me. And now in today's passage, he turns towards the crowds after those disciples of, of John have left. And he, he speaks to uh, basically John's identity and uh, to his own identity and then to the the identity and the the sin of the generation that he's come into. So what, what do you guys make of what's happening in today's passage? There's a lot going on in this pa- in, in this particular mm-hmm. section of Matthew 11. Um, there's definitely like a significant kind of turning point that's happening here. Um, what, what I think is immediately interesting is I do, I do wonder if the crowds here had kind of encountered these disciples of John yeah. and like they heard them kind of, que- uh, you know, question on behalf of John, the identity of the, of the Messiah. I wonder if the crowds, you know, maybe had a, had a, had a good perspective on John and then they heard he was doubting and then maybe were tempted to think poorly of John and Jesus just destroys that. And he starts saying these incredible incredibly encouraging things about the identity of John. And I think this is amazing given the fact that John's entire ministry mm-hmm. was to elevate and raise up the Christ. He was the one that the prophets of old yeah. foretold. He would prepare yeah. the way. And the whole thing was about look to Jesus, look to Jesus. Then he's kind of doubting. And Jesus says, you know, such kind, uplifting things uh, about, about John's identity um, so raises John up and then, and then we get this section here where he starts to say, but there's the least in the kingdom in, in this kind of new era, the, the least in that kingdom will be even greater than John. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just, there's some fascinating stuff going on here. I don't know if you have any thoughts to add yeah. to that, uh, well, Jackson. I do. The first thought though is, is I think with your sort of like sickly voice right now, yeah. It sounds, I can't wait to hear this played on the podcast. I bet it's going to sound amazing. Oh yeah. No, it's this is how I talk deep. all the time. I'm like trying a new thing. Welcome to ODR Smooth Jazz. <laughs> yeah. The Coyote. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I've, I'm looking at, at verse 11, which says, uh, truly I say to you, among those who, those born of woman, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Mm. And, um, and so to that point that you're making, I mean, no one, is greater than John the Baptist. Like there's been some pretty great people that have been, you know, detailed in the old Testament. Right. I mean, when we, we have King David, we have Elijah, we have, I mean, all these prophets of old and, and obviously none of them were perfect. They, they didn't have an inherent righteousness, but some of them were very commendable. And, Mm. and yet who is lifted up as the greatest of these? Well, John the Baptist. And, and so, you know, extreme honor is is bestowed upon John by Jesus mm-hmm. and then so that that gospel turned then to say and in the kingdom of God even the least are greater than him it just shows you what a profound uh status we have been saved to you know I, I think sometimes about what we've been saved from we've been saved from sin and and from death and the consequence for sin you know wrath, um, a meaningless life, a purposeless life, dissatisfaction. There's lots of things we've been saved from, but what have we been saved to? 
Well, Jesus here says we've been saved to glory. I mean, mm-hmm. glory upon glory. We're not talking a little bit of glory. We're not talking like, you know, the the best podcaster uh, in uh, in Christ's covenant, you know, Mr. Will Carlisle. We're talking like like glory, uh, uh, you know, even even above being, you know, the Gospel Coalition's, you know, song, songwriter of the year Stop. kind of thing, uh, you know. I mean, it's true. I did not <laughs> wow. pay. I did not pay for this endorsement. <laughs> but but it is it is I think striking. Mm. One thought too that I have is uh, it's interesting. I I've been thinking about the Trinity lately and how the Spirit is sort of the the mysterious kind of unheralded member of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And in our tradition, yeah, right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but we don't tend to talk much about the about the Spirit. But I think part of that, at least, is because of the the way that the Spirit functions within the economy of the Trinity. And and I think that, and what I'm trying to say there is, is that, you know, the Father and the Son send the Spirit. And what does the Spirit do? Well, applies redemption, you know, serves in these ways, you know, leads us into truth, convicts sin. But really, at the end of the day, the Spirit is shining a light on Jesus yeah, and saying, absolutely. how awesome is Jesus? Yeah. And and I think there's something that happened, that there's something sort of analogous here with what John is doing with Jesus. But then what happens as the Spirit shines light on Jesus well, there's something beautiful where then light is shined on the spirit and how awesome the spirit is. And mm-hmm. so there, there's something kind of cool, I think, happening there that can even help us understand a little bit of how the Godhead works. So, mm. yeah. you know, I loved the way uh, D.A. Carson kind of broke into, he preached on this passage, um, you know, gosh, maybe like a year ago now or That's several months. Yeah, But uh, he, he preached on this passage and I loved how he broke into this idea of, you know, John the Baptist being greater than all who came before him, but even the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. And this this idea of greater it is kind of hard to wrap our minds around sometimes because it's like, is he just saying like, you know, he likes other people more than John the Baptist yeah, or yeah. like, you know, is it like you know, more impressive. Cause we think of like someone being greater right, than someone else. A better and resume. Like, yeah. Like very competitive. Michael Jordan's the goat. LeBron very is obviously economic. not. Oh, exactly. Billy. Come on. Wow. 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 <sighs> um, but anyways, so the way D.A. Carson broke into that, that I thought was so helpful <laughs> is, you know, he's basically shining a light on understanding the character mm-hmm. and mission and work of Jesus. Yeah. And that, you know, John John the Baptist he he recognized Jesus he he had a greater clarity of who Jesus was than Isaiah because even though Isaiah prophesied prof- so profoundly to the Christ it's still very silhouetted mm-hmm. still very mysterious right. mysterious enough to where you know all these people who had the prophet Isaiah could misunderstand you know they maybe thought that like John the Baptist was this prophesied uh, Messiah you know there there's all this mystery. And John comes and he has greater clarity on who who Jesus is, um, you know, and we see that at the baptism of Christ. But he still doesn't really understand what type of work, what type of salvation Jesus is coming to accomplish, and that that's shown in verses one through seven or one through six in yesterday's reading. But for even the least in the kingdom of heaven, for even the thief on the cross, you know, the thief on the cross has. has he, he kind of has a greater grasp on the economy of God's kingdom than even John the Baptist because, you know, it's, it's that 
really, really simple understanding of I deserve this death Mm. and he doesn't. Right. And my only hope of any sort of redemption out of this, my only hope of any dawn after, you know, this night is if he will remember me. And that, that is so powerful and that, you know, greatness in the kingdom of heaven is not your resume. It's not, you know, the, the, which Old Testament prophecy do you fulfill Jackson? You know, where's the, where's the campus pastor, Sandy Springs prophecy? (laughs) No, it's not like you have to fulfill something awesome uh, to be near Jesus, but it's that, it's that understanding of who he is and what he's like in like just that, that basic simplicity offers more greatness um, in the kingdom of heaven than, yeah. than anything else. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, you, all of us, we're in the kingdom of God, right? We're, we're in, we're in Christ. We're in, we're in his kingdom. We're citizens of the kingdom of God and we're the, the least in the kingdom of God. Yeah. But yeah. what makes us greater than John the Baptist? It's really, I mean, it's like you said, uh, well, it's really like almost like approximate to the amount of light that we've received in, Re- in revelation. It's, it's that we have, we have access to a word more fully confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, think of Second Peter. Uh, in Second Peter, Peter talks about seeing Christ at the transfiguration. Mm-hmm. How amazing that scene was! Like none of us here at this table got to see that. But um, he later in Second Peter says that we have a word more fully confirmed than even that mm-hmm. on the other side of the cross. Yeah, and so it has it's exactly right. It has nothing to do with our abilities, our competencies. Like we are the least in the kingdom. Like. Yeah. Are none. Like we're the least, um, but we have access to a, a word more fully confirmed. We get to see and behold more than even John the Baptist mm, got to see word. and behold. So it's incredible. Such a good word. I love, uh, you know, we, we don't have much time left, but I think we'd be remiss to jump over the way Jesus ends this is uh, it's funny. There's, there's a little jab um, at, sort of the the broader audience here towards the end and it's going to get really unpacked in tomorrow's reading i'm <laughs> like really really unpacked but you know he, he says john came neither eating nor drinking in other words like really really pious mm-hmm. like borderline ascetic you know and they said he has a demon you know he he's yeah. possessed he's crazy then the son of man clearly referring to himself and referencing back to daniel uh, six, I believe the son of man came eating and drinking and they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard. And, you know, there's this, there's this funny, like frustration that's kind of poking through yeah. of John was the preparer of the way. And he came in this like radical piety and, you know, people found a way to spin that into, oh, he's crazy. Jesus comes with this like freedom, this celebratory, you know, air and, um, you know, they also spin that in a way to say, oh, he's crazy. You know, he, he's, he's evil. Talking about Jesus. What, what are your thoughts on, uh, and then he, he lands it on this really interesting phrase. Yet, yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. What are y'all, y'all's thoughts, um, briefly on, on sort of how he lands this section before going into tomorrow's passage? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Jesus is I mean, just very brilliantly taking a stake to the heart of of the religious leaders, to to the crowd, to the people who are who are hearing him. I mean, it's like, in a sense, it's sort of like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
and I, I guess this is jumping kind of to application a little bit here, but it's, I think we all know those sorts of people who they're going to find a criticism or a critique in like, I think earnest, faithful uh, believers seeking to participate in the mission of God that they're going to find critique no matter what, you know? So you're a church who I, I was listening to something about worship wars this morning and, oh Lord, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I think there's some folks who, you know, they, they trend a little bit more towards, uh, you know, louder music or more emotive music. And you have some people who, who trend more towards kind of an older, more, you know, uh, quote unquote, traditional, um, you know, form of, of worship. And, and then there's all these people in other countries who do all sorts of things, you know, and there's all these different types of liturgies and you have people sit back and they just, they armchair quarterback it and just talk about how terrible all of these are. And, and what faithfulness then looks like is just this tiny little bullseye that you have to nail. And if you don't nail that, and it's, it's usually completely subjective eye of the beholder kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. then, then you're not on like on the team. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and J- Jesus is coming here um, just beautifully and insightfully critiquing the critics and saying like, look, you guys got to chill out and you have to have eyes to see the genuine work of the Lord that's happening here. John had a very important po- uh, role to play. You know, I mean, he, he was prophesied to be this, uh, this Elijah who was, or he was going to come in the power of Elijah and he wasn't going to drink and he wasn't going to eat and he wasn't going to do these different things. And I'm coming here to tell you what, the the real real fullness of the law ought to look like and what life in me looks like believe like mm-hmm. like believe in me receive me and stop getting so hung up on all these things you know and and just being a critic for critic's sake like have eyes to see yeah. and so um yeah i love it well we're we're cresting our time limit so good words um thanks for having me cresting the butte cresting the awesomeness beaut. come on <laughs> I love it. Well, tomorrow is is you know one of the most landmark passages in the Gospel of Matthew. Mm. So hate to clickbait you like that, but it's true. So for the great Billy Bean and just the the all consuming um, celebrity figure that is Jackson <laughs> Randall that we are preparing the way for that we are preparing oh, the way for. Man. This is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.